Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. There's a, an uncertainty that comes packaged with the hope in the context that we use the word. Man, I sure hope this, I sure hope that, you can fill in the blank. Hope, in other words, is tentative, it's ambiguous, it's uncertain. <clears throat> but that's not the hope here. The hope here is a certainty. Without question. Without exception. And that's that confidence that we have. And is that not what faith is? This is In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. As Paul prays for the Ephesian believers, he prays they would know the hope to which they've been called. Pastor J.D. shares today that this hope is not on a whim or changing, but sure and secure because it's anchored in Christ. We can be bold when we pray because we have a foundation in Jesus on which our faith is grounded. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 1 with part 2 of his message, Why Pray? Here's an interesting story that's told of Alexander the Great. He's known, of course, for conquering the entire known world of his time. In fact, when he ran out of countries to conquer and empires to conquer, uh, it's, it's reported that he actually wept. And that's what he's known for. But what he's not so well known for is that he was actually very compassionate towards his people. As the story goes, he set aside one day a year and called it Compassionate Day, in which he would randomly select people from across his kingdom and allow them on that day to ask the king for a special request that he would grant whatever it was. However, most people would only ask for such things as food, clothes, money for medicine, and the like. That is until one particular year when a peasant requested that he be given a large palace with a large banquet hall so he could host large meals for all of his friends. To the astonishment of all present that day, Alexander the Great granted his request. When the king's men asked him why he would grant this man's outrageous and extravagant request, he told them that all the people are asking for are mundane things, things that they could ask just anyone to give them. They don't need a king to give them such things. Anyone with extra goods could do that. This man is the first man that's really made me feel like the king I am. For only I can grant such a request. Wow. I wonder if we're honest with ourselves. We need to ask ourselves this question. 
when we pray, presupposing that we pray, what do we pray for? The question can be answered in this way. Who we pray to should determine what we pray for. Every day is compassionate day with our King of Kings, is it not? And think about this. Don't we have unfettered access to ask Him for anything at any time? I heard one Bible teacher paint this fictitious scenario on the canvas of an illustration by sharing about how this guy comes and he's getting ready to pray. And God takes notice. Here's JD. He's getting ready to pray. Shh. Gabriel, Michael, get over here. JD's about ready to pray. Get the heavenly host, the angels given charge concerning him. Get ready. You ready? He's getting ready to pray. Whatever it is that he asks. Let's do it. You ready? Wait for it. And here I am. Lord, thank you for this meal. Bless this food to my body. That's it. That's it. You know what? Where's the intern? We got another meal prayer. Go down there. Gabriel, Michael, I'm so sorry. The heavenly host, angels, you have in charge concerning, go back about your business. I really thought JD was going to just pray for something big that we would have done. I mean, we, we laugh. That makes me want to cry. Oh, what could have been mine had I but asked. You know, the scriptures are replete with promise after promise that God will give us anything we ask him for. Anything? Oh, Lord, won't you give me a Mercedes Benz? Don't do that. Unless, of course, that's his will. Here's the litmus test by which we can apply the promise. Listen carefully. Twofold. If it's for our good and his glory... It's a done deal. Let me say it again. If it's for my good and his glory, done. Consider it done. Now, uh, there is a qualifier because sometimes it's not done when we want it to be done, but it's done in his time and in his way and for his glory. The promise that we have on the authority of God's word is this. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence. I like that word. You can be confident in this. You know, when we talk about 
hope, uh, and even Paul refers to it when he says the hope to which you were called. When we talk about hope, we really mean it in this way. I sure hope there's a, an uncertainty that comes packaged with the hope in the context that we use the word. Man, I sure hope this, I sure hope that, you can fill in the blank. Hope, in other words, is tentative, it's ambiguous, it's uncertain. But that's not the hope here. The hope here is a certainty, without question, without exception. And that's that confidence that we have. And is that not what faith is? The substance of things hoped for, not like I sure hope, but no, (laughs) that's my hope, to have your hope in and put your faith in the person of Jesus Christ. It is a certainty with confidence, with assurance, we have in approaching God. This is the confidence that we have. If we ask, listen, anything qualifier according to His will, He hears us. And If we know that He hears us, (laughs) I like this word, whatever we ask, big or small, that includes a parking spot at Costco Evile. No, I'm serious. I, I pray every time for a parking spot, and God always answers that prayer. Listen, there's nothing we say too big for God. There's nothing too small for God either. And aren't you glad, by the way? Whatever we ask, we know, not we hope, not we, no, we know that we have what we asked of Him. Why? Because it's according to His will, whatever it is, whatever it is. If it's God's will, you got it. If it's for God's glory, according to God's will, and your good, done. You got it. It's there for the asking. Romans 8, verse 32. I want to spend just a little bit of time on this because this is where we need to take this power that Paul prays for them concerning in our text today. This power that is so powerful that it could raise Christ from the dead and seat Him at the right hand of the Father. The point being is that power is available to you and to me. Now, listen to this. He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us, I love this word, all things. Did you catch that? Now, stay with me on this. Very important, okay? Very encouraging. This is what God's saying to us. You mean to tell me, and it's almost a rhetorical question that Paul asks by the Spirit here in in his writing to the church in Rome, but it's almost like God is saying, you mean to tell me that I'm going to give you my only begotten Son because I love you so much, and I'm going to have Him crucified for you, 
He'll be buried and resurrected for you because of my love for you. I'm going to do that for you, and I'm not going to do anything else. If I'm willing to not spare my own son for you, wouldn't it stand a reason that there's nothing that I would withhold from you? Let me see if I can say it this way. And, and actually, this is, this is another topic for another time. It's praying the Word. You pray the Word of God to the God of the Word. And that's where you go into Scripture. And it's really powerful, by the way. It'll, in fact, let me say this without getting ahead of myself. I just want to encourage you to try something. I mean, you really got nothing to lose. Try for, if 30 days is too long, try for three days. Just pray the Word of God for three days and see what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to take three days. Just see what's going to happen. I mean, what have you got to lose, right? It's compassionate day every day, right? Ask him for anything and watch what he'll do. He's just waiting. He's waiting. Please don't pray another meal prayer like I, <laughs> like I just did. He's waiting for you to ask him for big things. He's a big God. And he loves you so much. He would do that for you? Think about this, right? We're trusting God when that trumpet sounds. In the twinkling of an eye, which is basically an immeasurable millisecond, okay, to put off corruptible, our, our old body, I can't wait for that. That alone, to me, gives me great hope and encouragement. I, this body's got miles on it. Anyway, enough of my problems. So we're trusting God, when that trumpet sounds, to put off corruptible, and in the twinkling of an eye, put on incorruptible, and be caught up to be with the Lord in the air, and we can't trust Him for the money to pay our bills this month? Does that make sense? How about this? God gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you think that God's just going to say, okay, I, I did that, now you're on your own? to figure it out. You don't think he's going to take care of everything else? Don't you think it's interesting that getting back to what Paul started off with, praying, not for anything except that they would know him better. Why? Because when you know him that way, ha. Oh. Here's the accuser of the brethren, the enemy. The devil himself comes to you and accusing you. And hath God said, we saw this with Job. The accusation is, does Job worship you for nothing? Of course he worships you. Look at how you blessed him. You let me mess with him and he'll curse you to your face. Oh, that's what you think. That's what you think. 
Um, he knows me better. You know, when you say to somebody, particularly a, a child as a parent, come on, you know better than that, right? None of you are giving me a witness on that, but I know you said that. <laughs> you know better than that. I know, I know. When you know him better, it's a non-issue. No, <laughs> you don't know who I know. I know him better than that. He wouldn't spare his own son. There's nothing that he won't withhold from me. How about Matthew chapter 7? Let me just read quickly verses 7 through 11. Jesus is speaking. Listen. Ask, and by the way, this carries with it the idea in the original of ask and keep on asking. I always cringe when I hear someone say, you know, to ask a second time shows that you have a lack of faith. That is absolutely, I got to be pastoral here. So that's not true. Okay. So <laughs> I was close. Woo. <laughs> oh, I'm fully capable. Believe me. But um, how about the parable of the persistent widow? Right? An unjust judge. <laughs> and our, our judge is just. It's a persistency. Uh, James 5.16, the effectual, fervent, persistent, consistent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous woman, righteous in Christ, not our self-righteousness, accomplishes much. So ask, keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek, keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock, and keep on knocking. And the door will be open to you. And here's why. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And listen to this comparison. No comparison, but listen to this comparison. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish... We'll give him a snake. Are you kidding me? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children? Come on. That's not in the original, but come on. <laughs> how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Again. Forgive me for repeating this. If it's good, God's going to give it to you. And by the way, you don't want him to give it to you if it's not good, right? Aren't you as thankful as I am for the prayers that God didn't answer? Oh my goodness. I've been keeping a prayer journal for almost 30 years. And I've gone back reading those prayer requests, finding myself asking God to forgive me for praying them. I'm going, oh my goodness. If God would have answered that prayer my way, yikes. God is so good. It's kind of like he's saying, J.D., you don't want to pray that. Trust me, <laughs> if you knew what I knew, you wouldn't even pray that. And by the way, um, if you knew what I wanted to do, you would look at that prayer and go, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm asking for this and God wants to do that. And I'm asking for this? That's all? 
that's it. Oh, and this is, this is James. I'm going to, I'll close, but listen to this. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Oh, how many times when God has answered your prayer, it's like, oh God, this is perfect. It's like, it's like God's in heaven going, you think? I'm perfect. Of course it's perfect. I'm a perfect God. Oh God, this is good. I'm good. I'm good. And it comes down from the Father of the heavenly lights. And listen to this, who does not change like shifting shadows. In other words, God is never going to change his mind. God's not going to give you something, answer your prayer, and think, you know, I don't think I should have given him that. That was a mistake. I think I'm going to take it back. Can you imagine how disconcerting would that be? No, if it's good, God's going to give it. But there's one prerequisite, and I'll close with this. And please, if you hear nothing else that I just got done yelling at you about for the last half hour, hear this, please. Please, please, please. Here's the prerequisite. You have to ask. I do? Yeah. And you might even have to keep asking. I do? Yeah. You know why? Well, James 4, the second part of verse 2, you do not have because you do not ask God. As the King James renders it, you have not because you ask not. I love what Jim Cimbala of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church says. He says, may it never be on our tombstone as an epitaph that he had not because he asked not. Oh. Can I flip it around? Well, you can say no. Of course I can. You have not because you asked not. You know what that means? You have because you asked. No, right? Am I right? Is that kind of, that's really profound, isn't it? You have not because you asked not means you have because you asked. Hey, how did you, how did you do that? I asked. How did you get that? I asked. You know, we have many people come and they're just, you know, this is a beautiful church building and we know how blessed we are. And it is really a miracle. Even So people say, wow, how did you guys do this? You know what? We asked. That's it? You just asked, yeah? A request worthy of the God that you ask it for and from. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Ephesians. If you'd like to learn more about the Apostle Paul's letter, we encourage you to continue reading ahead. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the truths and promises contained in its verses to you. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. on this book by visiting our website, InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Listen online or download these teachings to have available anytime. We've created a mobile app for Apple and Android devices too, so you can take Pastor JD's teachings with you on the go. Download from your app store or find a link at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. 
Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to catch the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website and click on the YouTube link. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. We'd love to have you join us as we praise the Lord and learn from His Word. Find out more at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share with us from Ephesians when you join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth Radio. Holy me to 